Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is Russia, the Hoover Dam, volcanoes, and neon. Actually, it's very important. Okay, first of all, this is not a surprise. From Yahoo News, it says Russia says it's losing because Ukraine has experimental mutant troops created. I'm almost afraid to say these words uh, because, yeah, let me take a second to talk about that. Yes, we did get a strike from YouTube. They claim that I said the V word. They claim that I'm talking about it. But the very first strike we got, I was talking about soldiers, S soldiers. And in that particular program, just here, what, Monday, was supposed to be played Monday, it also had the soldiers with an S in front, okay, S soldiers. I'm afraid to even say it. Um, I appealed, saying it was not, I was not talking about their, their anti-V, but they denied it, okay? I mean, the thing of it is, is they are the number one platform. It's not a public utility, and they can do what they want. And so, um, I have to abide by that, because I want to reach as many people as I possibly can for Jesus. So, yes, um, and that as a result, we cannot post for a week. So if you're watching this someplace else, maybe our app or something like that, then you'll understand. Now, here's my plan. I'm going to continue to make all of the programs that I normally make. And then after the, I guess you call it ban for a week, they won't let me post for a week. After that's lifted, then we'll be posting two programs a day to catch up. So it's still going to be all available. Uh, but it would be nice if you'd pray that we don't get any more strikes and that uh, certainly they wouldn't take us off because that would be a very big problem if they did. The lion's share of our response comes from them. And in case someone from YouTube is watching, thank you. I appreciate you. All right, now, I mean, I wouldn't do it the way you do it, but that's your choice. I understand that. So it says that Russia's, and, and I'm getting a little close to the line, even reading this article from uh, Yahoo News. Russia says it's losing because Ukraine has experimental mutant troops. This is from Yahoo News, okay? Experimental mutant troops created in secret biolabs. That's exactly what the program was talking about that got the strike. So I'm very skittish to even read the headline from Yahoo News. Anyway, let's go on. So it says, nearly five months into this senseless war against Ukraine, and I don't think it's senseless. From what I understand, it's putting down the bad guys, as in Russia is putting down the bad guys that are in Ukraine. I know there's some good guys in Ukraine, too. I'm, I don't discount that. Anyway, let's go on. So it says, Ukrainian troops were turned into superhuman killing machines during, quote, secret experiments in American-run biolabs. Testing of Ukrainian POW's blood, they claimed, uncovered a range of diseases that suggest that they were secretly experimented on for military purposes. Now, I know the article goes on to make fun of this. 
I'm not making fun of it. I, I personally think that that's exactly what's going on. Why? Because when Jesus returns, the whole point of Armageddon is to bring all of his enemies down to attack Jerusalem. The Bible says that even though all of the world were to come down to attack Jerusalem, they will not be victorious. Because Jesus was crucified outside the city, and for Armageddon, he brings all of the nation's armies, all of their, I have to choose my words carefully, all of their fallen ones, all of their hybrids, and they are doing everything in their can in their high technology area to make these, whatever you want to call them, horsemen, the Bible says, these mutants so strong that they can defeat Jesus. And Lucifer has lied to them enough to where he's got them actually believing that they're going to defeat Jesus. But the Bible says that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And that's us. We do not, I talked about this Sunday, but of course you haven't seen that because you couldn't post it. When, we, when Jesus returns, the armies in heaven follow him on white horses. And then you and I are in tow behind that. We do not fight. Only ones that fight is Jesus and two angels that had the sickles. And he brings them down to the very place where his blood was spilled outside the city. And that's the Battle of Armageddon where the blood rises at horse bridles by the space of 1,600 furlongs. So where his blood was spilled, he spilled their blood. Just like in the days of when they were requiring Pharaoh, was requiring all of the babies, the male babies, to be tossed into the Nile River. And that's when, of course, Moses was put into a little bulrush, it was a little small boat, and floated, and, of course, the, the daughter of Pharaoh found the baby and brought Moses, and he was raised in Pharaoh's court. And it was a setup by God. And then some 40, 50 years later, Pharaoh and all of that generation were drowned in the Red Sea. So they drowned God's people, the Jews, in the Nile. So God brought Pharaoh and all of his 600 chosen chariots and drowned them in the Red Sea. So basically God was saying, okay, you drowned my people, I'm going to drown you. And the Bible does not tell this, but my guess is that if there were 600 people, 600 babies tossed in the Nile River, there was exactly 600 Pharaoh and his chariots and and his men in the chariots drowned. In other words, it was probably a one-for-one. And What they're trying to do here is trying to create a military so big, so powerful that it can defeat, yes, he's telling them that they're going to try to defeat the Jews, but this is when Jesus returns. That Lucifer is telling his people that he's going to be victorious. He's going to overcome Jesus and all of the angels. Now, never mind, (laughs) Revelation 21 says, And I saw another angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and great chain in his hand. He laid hold upon the dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, bound him a thousand years, cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up and set a seal on him, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. 
and after that he must be loose a little season. So just one, just one angel binds Lucifer, and, to, and then and then at the Battle of Armageddon, it says, and the and the beast and the false prophet were taken alive and cast into the lake, burning with fire and brimstone. And the remnant were slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. And that sword is the light sword. That's the morning star. Now, what they're doing here, they are trying. I think Lucifer's lied to them. He is the chief liar. He's lied to his own people, said, look it, we can build ourselves strong enough to where we, we can be victorious. And we can take over the earth. That's what's really going on here. They're not just trying to help people get over heart disease. Come on. Well, they're not trying to help them whip cancer or diabetes. That No, no, that's all a big lie. What they're really doing is trying to make a fallen one or a demon or a reptilian, whatever you want to call them, a part demon, part human that is so strong, so powerful that it can beat Jesus. And, of course, we know that doesn't happen. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, he blows that morning star down. It goes to the center of the earth, sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. The hills melt like wax wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. And as that morning star hits the tares, the sinners, the fallen ones, all of them, the only people that survived the day of the Lord are three. That, that would be Lucifer. He's tossed into the bottomless pit. And the beast and the false prophet. And the fourth group are those people that take the mark of the beast. All others fall to the ground a pile of ashes and bones. All of them. If their name is not in the book of life, they because he cleanses the earth of all sin. And as that morning star hits them, they fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. As it hits us, out of our belly flows rivers of living water. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, just that quickly, we get our glorified body. We get all of our mantles, our our crowns, our rewards, everything we're going to get. It all happens in a moment. And when that morning star comes down, that is the judgment. That is the day of the Lord. And it happens in less than 24 hours. As that morning star hits the center, they're, they're destroyed. And then 10 days later, that's the great white throne. When Jesus returns on the white horse with us in tow, that is the Bema seat or the judgment seat of, that's not right. Here, let me get my note here. Judgment seat of Christ. That's right. Judgment seat of Christ. What they're trying to do here is to defeat Jesus. <laughs> uh, but see, we read the end of the book, <laughs> and they don't win. They don't win. Now, they're going to kill as many people that love Jesus as possibly can, but we are not going to fall. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. I do not think we have to give our life in order to be an overcomer. But I do think we better be prepared to. And sad to say, or happy to say, depends on your attitude. Happy to say, most of us will not make it to the end of the tribulation. Most of us will die before them. But you have to trust Jesus. 
He has the keys of hell and death. He decides who dies, how they die, when they die, and where they spend eternity, and how many of the rewards or crowns or mantles or whatever it might be that they get. He is the righteous judge. I believe it's Matthew 5, 22 or 3 or something like that, says that the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment unto the Son. So Jesus is their problem. Not the Father, not us, not the angels, except the two angels with the sickles. Two angels with the sickles slash the grapes. That's the reason the blood rises to the horse bridles by the space of 1,600 furlongs. So Russia says it's losing because Ukraine, this is... This is the land of Moloch and Baal. This is where they come from. And probably, I do not know for sure, but I just heard a very credible person, even just today, said that the, the most massive underground tunnel system on the planet is underneath Ukraine. So these are, again, not all the Ukrainians. I understand there's some people over there ministering. But they're probably the most evil people on the planet. And what I've been told is Russia's going in there trying to remove the pedophiles, not just the bio labs, the, the filth, but they're trying to clean up the world. This is, I mean, the internal revolution is the good guys trying to remove the bad guys. So let's go on. And we see the cruelty and barbar bar barbarity which the military personnel of Ukraine behave. The crimes that they commit against the civilian population, now I know there's not what the news says, okay, but you have to understand who owns ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News, who owns them? Moloch and ball worshipers. So they control what they say. Commit against the civilian population. Those monstrous crimes that they commit against prisoners of war confirm that this system for the control and creation of a cruel murder machine was implemented under the management of, yep, that's right, the United States. In her found the blood of prophets and of saints and all that were slain upon the earth. So America is supposed to be the nation that is holding up the standard, holding up Christ, holding up righteousness, making other nations of the world toe the line. But because we fall, God says, because you failed in your mission, I blessed you more than any other nation, because you failed in your mission, you have to be responsible. You have to answer for all of the other Christians that are killed because you failed. Let's go on to the next one. Natural News says, Incompetent Western nations invoke doomsday retaliation from Russia. Okay, now think about this. The Moloch and the Baal worshippers don't have enough people to defeat the United States. They don't have enough military, or they don't have enough military might. They don't have enough missiles. But Russia does. And since the Molochs are now in control of America, what do they have to do? They have to get the Russians that do have the military might and the advanced weaponry to defeat America because God has seen to it. So what does he do? So the Moloch in America, <laughs> I start to say a name, attacks Russia, and that's what's really going on. We talked about it in the last program. Gets Russia angry at America so that Russia takes out America, which is their goal anyway. They want to destroy as many Christians as possible, especially the Christian nation. 
So it goes on to say, deliberately trying to provoke Russia to launch nuclear strikes against Western cities. That's exactly what's going on. This will achieve the destruction of the USA and the Western civilization. Correct. Now, he goes on to say China's the problem. China, remember the angel spoke to Demetrius, said, then God will raise up China, Japan, and many of the nations. They'll go against the Russians. They'll defeat the Russians. They'll back the Russians at the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty. Now, I know that all of the news tries to make China out to be the bad guy. But China owns most of America, and most all of China's wealth comes from America. I don't think China truly is angry at America. I think China actually is on the side of America, just like the prophecies say. I know there's a lot of people saying differently. I disagree. I'll stick with Dimitri and what he said. And here's why. I know I've read this a lot of times, but if you want to understand what's really going on, you've got to get a grip on this one. This is the one of the last three messages that Dimitri Dudeman was given before he was taken home to the Lord. April 1997. He said, So I knelt beside my bed to pray as I do every night before I go to sleep. In other words, he had a prayer closet. After finishing my prayer, I opened my eyes, but I was no longer in my room. In other words, he was pulled into a vision. Instead, I found myself in a forest. I looked around him on the right, and I saw a man dressed in white who pointed his finger and said, See and remember. It took me a while to find out what he was pointing at. He was pointing at a small bear who seemed half dead lying on the ground. That's where Russia was back in the 80s, Perestroika and Glasnos. As it continued to watch, the spirit began to breathe deeper. With every passing minute, it seemed to revive itself. Well, that's what's happened to Russia over the last 20 years. She found massive amounts of oil. She's paid off her debts. She's become one of the largest oil exporters. And she's become now a pretty wealthy nation. And she doesn't have to pay big profits to all of the oil companies. Instead, Russia, Mother Russia herself, can get that money and pocket it where she wants. And she is spending it on military weapons. Russia has better weapons than we do. With every passing minute, it seemed to revive itself. And as I watched, it became angrier. Bingo. That's where, where we are right now. With what we're doing to Russia, we're making Russia angry. It then began to grow. Soon it was larger than the forest floor. I believe that's now. And as it grew larger, it continued to become angrier. As I read in the last program, if two guys are throwing rocks at each other, and uh, there's a third person handing one of the guys the rocks, how many people are involved in that fight? Not two. Three. If you're handing the rocks to the guy that's going to throw them, you're involved in the fight. So America is handing the military equipment off to the UK or to Ukraine to be able to fight the Russians. So America, in de facto, is at war with Russia right now. We're already making Russia angry. They have already issued several warnings telling us we better back off. Then it began to grow. As soon as it was larger than the fourth floor, as it grew larger, it continued to become angrier. Then it began to paw the ground so that when it pawed the ground, the earth would shudder. The bear continued to devastate all that stood in its path until it found some men with sticks trying to fend it off. I believe that's NATO. Russia is going to run over America, especially, 
but also NATO. All of these NATO nations think that Russia's nothing, that we can defeat Russia so easy. They're, they're wrong. They are wrong. When NATO goes against Russia, that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be like some men trying to fight a giant bear with sticks. By this time, the bear had grown so large, it simply crushed the men underfoot. That's what it's going to be like. When Russia attacks America in a surprise nuclear attack, when bombs land all over America in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, excuse me, in, in one hour, so great riches come to not get a quote the right verse here. It simply crushed the men under bush, uh, underfoot and continued to rampage. So when Russia attacks America, it's not the final step. It's only an intermediary step. Then she goes over and destroys NATO, but she doesn't stop there. Finally, they back her to the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty. But they make the Russians their leader. Then under the leadership of the Russians, all the world goes down to attack Israel. That's Ezekiel 38 and 39, and guess who's there? That's right, Russia. They make the Russians their leader. Then under the leadership of the Russians, all the world goes down to attack little Israel. Israel can't counter the help of the Jews in America, so she cries for Messiah. Jesus returns in the clouds and defeats the Russians and all the other armies, the kings of the east, everybody that God can get to come down to attack Israel. And that's the controversy of Israel. You can read that in the Bible. The controversy of Israel is essentially he brings all of his enemies. That means all of the fallen ones, all of the hybrids, the half man, half fallen one. All of the enhanced, I'm trying to choose my words, all of the enhanced ones, they bring everything they've got down on Israel because they're trying to attack and defeat Jesus. Jesus returns and defeats them in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. I was stunned by what I saw and asked the man standing beside me, what does this mean? The angel said, well, at first... They thought the great bear was dead. The man said, but as it will begin to stir once again, they will consider it harmless. Suddenly, it will grow strong once more with purpose and violence. That's where we are right now. God will blind the eyes of the Americans. Oh, it, oh, it doesn't say that, but that it, it is saying that. God will blind the eyes of those who continue to trample on the sacrifice of Christ's blood. That's America. How many people have we seen whose great grandparents were Christians, their parents were Christians, and yet they went off to a godless college, started smoking dope, shooting up, sex with everybody, and their life is in shambles. And today, they don't want to, they can't drive them to church with a bulldozer. Many people whose family heritage was Christian have walked away from Christ. The eyes of those continue to trample on the sacrifice of Christ's blood until the bear will, tra to, will strike swiftly. This day will catch them unprepared and it will be just as you saw. The man then said, tell my people that the days are numbered and the sentence has been passed, meaning America will fall. I'm going to say, but not if I have anything to do with it. Uh, and I know it's still going to fall, but I'm going to do my best to pray mercy, pray delays. And that's the reason I invite you again. Join Fast Gap. Now, Fast Track is praying for Prophecy Club, and that's good. We need you to do that, too. Fast Gap is praying for America. 
Now, I know you're thinking, well, I don't know if I can fast. I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Either that verse is true or it's not. If it's true, then here's what happens. When you're fasting, asking God to do something, at least in my case and everybody else I've talked to, that when you're fasting for God, he takes the hunger pains away. To me, fasting is absolutely easy. I don't get hungry at all. Not a problem till the fast is over. So we fast midnight to 4 p.m., midnight Tuesday to 4 p.m. on Wednesday. We do it every week. And I think we're coming up on a thousand weeks for fast track. But you can join Fast Gap, same fast. What I do is every Tuesday evening, I'll send you an email directly from me to you. Yes, it'll have some typos in it. But it's the prayer that I'm asking everybody to pray. So we can all get on the same page, all pray the same prayer, the same fast, all the same time. And that is, trust me, brothers and sisters, that's extremely powerful. Tell my people the days have been numbered and the sentence has been passed. If my people will seek and walk, seek my face and walk in righteousness before me, I will open their eyes that they may see the danger approach. Okay, are we seeing the danger approach for Russia? No, not at all, not at all, Mm -mm. not a problem. Russia's not a problem, not a problem. China, China's the problem, no, China's not the problem. China's going to be on our side. See, we've been lied to by the father of lies. If they only look to the approaching danger, they too will be caught up and trampled underfoot. Only in righteousness will they find safety. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people that you be not partakers of her sins, and you receive not of her plagues. Got to stop sinning, my brothers and sisters. All those little secret sins, God is watching. But even more important, the devil's watching. He knows. And he's coming after to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, let's go on to the next one. July 19th, Daily Mail. Explosion at Hoover Dam. Transformer catches fire at one of country's largest hydroelectric facilities as mega drought sends reservoir to historic lows. One of the transformers at the power generating turbine house caught fire, and it's what is generating electricity. Now, this Hoover Dam, this is huge. Okay, so what did it? Just an accident? Or maybe it was an on purpose? Maybe it was done by a man carrying something in there. Or maybe it was done by scalar wave. Again, they can destroy anything in the air, on the land, on the sea, under the sea, any place on the globe they want to. They don't even know where it comes from. It's it's not, it doesn't go A, B, C, D. Okay, it goes from A to D. It's interdimensional. They can't track it. They don't know where it comes from. It can show up and can start fires. It can cause droughts, great heat waves, big uh, firestorms, or big dumps of snow. I mean, it's it's the perfect weapon. And they've had it since the early 60s. That I believe that's correct. Now, I don't know what causes this, but when you got 110 food facilities around the globe, all in the last 12 months, that have all had some kind of death or destruction. And now we have four different natural gas refineries or storage or something to do with natural gas, all in the last, what, two weeks? All of those are destroyed. I'm telling you, 
just like they spoke to Benjamin Fulford, we have ruled this planet for thousands of years and we'll destroy it rather than give it up. And so this is them destroying it. I, I can't say that we're in the tribulation yet. I believe we're very close. But a lot of the things that I see sounds just like the first four horsemen of the apocalypse. It sounds like the first couple of years of the tribulation to me from what I see. Here's another one. In pictures, Anak Krakatau, back to life again. Three interruptions within 12 hours. So you're looking at pictures of this eruption. Now, the question is, is this scalar wave? Can scalar wave can do this? But you remember me, uh, three or four days ago, I was talking about CERN and how they have strangelets. Strangelets come out of this large hadron collider when it does a collision. What is a strangelet? Well, at least according to one source, and I'm not an expert, I do not know that what I'm about to tell you is true, but according to them, they say that these can go down into the earth they pass through everything and they collect in the center of the earth. And when there's enough of them there, this is exactly what they cause. They cause volcanoes. What does Matthew 24 say? In those days, there'll be massive earthquakes in diverse places. Well, earthquake, the Bible doesn't talk about vol volcanoes. It talks about earthquakes. But volcanoes and earthquakes kind of go in hand to hand. Now, I don't know what caused this, and you don't either, but I... I think it's definitely one of the signs of the end. My guess is that it's not an accident. I think it's an on-purpose. I think it's an on-purpose because they're trying to destroy the world because they're getting mad because they're losing control. That's what's really going on. July 19th, blacklisted news. Headline, Neom, Saudi Arabia to build the world's largest smart city in history. Now, I need to take a second and explain. One of the things I want to do when we find oil in Israel, I want to go to the Israeli government to say, look, can we work out a deal? Because according to the normal contract for oil exploration, the nation gets one-eighth, and the oil drilling company gets seven-eighths of the oil coming out of the ground. So I want to say I want to work a deal. I want you to give me a plot of land that I can bring Christians and Jews back from around the world. I want to buy an airline complete with mechanics and stewardess and hostess and servers or whatever you want to call them these days. Be able to fly, fly Christians and Jews back from around the world. Ezekiel 38.11 says in substance, The land of unwalled villages, to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without bars, having uh, without walls, having neither bars nor gates, the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gotten out of the nations who have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. I believe that what well, the Bible says in Ezekiel thirty nine twenty eight, I will leave none of them there. That means that every single Jew on the planet, whether they know they're Jew or not, are all going to move back to Israel for the great end time battle. Every one of them. He's going to bring back the scattered Jews. And I want to be there to help. When they come back, they're going to need a place to stay. And that's where I come in. I want to build a land of unwalled villages, bring them in from around the world, which is why I'm telling you right up front, that when things start happening, when do we go over to Israel to drill this well in Israel? I don't know if I'll be posting every day or not. 
I will try to because I think you'll probably find that real interesting what we're doing. But anyway, this is one of my goal, goals. Now, a second goal is, is all to, also to prepare a place for the woman to flee. You remember that uh, Jesus spoke Matthew 24 and says, When you saw, see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Basically, don't come down uh, to pack. Don't collect $200. Don't pass go. Get out of Dodge. I believe that where they're going to run is 216 miles straight south from Jerusalem down to the real Mount Sinai, which is in Saudi Arabia. And on the way down there, the Bible says, and he cast water out of his mouth as it might cause the woman to be carried away of the flood. And the earth opened up her mouth and swallowed up the, uh, the water which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman. And he went to make war with the remnant of her seed to keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Meaning, when they leave Israel, when they leave Jerusalem, when they see the Antichrist set on the Ark of the Covenant, that's the abomination of desolation, when they see that, and the only one's going to see that and recognize that, are those that are Christians that have read Matthew 24 and recognize it. When they see that, they're going to run straight south, 216 miles. But on the way, there is a great flood released by the devil, tries to drown them in one of those ravines down there, but the earth opens up, swallow, swallows up the flood with the dragon cast out of his mouth. But they're going to get by that. And the Bible says that they are specifically protected for the last three and a half years. Well, that's another thing I want to do, is go down to Saudi Arabia and start building a place for the woman to flee. In other words, we'll get thousands, hopefully thousands, thousands of Christians pouring out of Jerusalem when they see the Antichrist set on the Ark of the Covenant. And they're going to need a place to stay. So this is one of the things I want to do is get down there and help build this. But now I've, been, I've had this goal for, I don't know, 20 years. But this is very interesting because this article is about to say that Saudi Arabia is spending at least $500 billion building a city. And I think what's going to be moving in them is Christians. Christians leaving Jerusalem. So let's read it. It says, MBS, and that is the, uh, the prince of Saudi Arabia, uh, is turning an expensive desert the size of Belgium into a high-tech city region known as Neom. Starting with a budget of $500 million, MBS builds Neom as a showpiece that will transform Saudi's economy and serve as a testbed for technologies that could revolutionary, revolutionize daily life. It goes on to say it's going to have elevators that fly through the sky, an urban spaceport, buildings shaped like a double helix, falcons outstretched wings, and a flower in bloom. It will soon be home to millions of people. <laughs> See, they're building it. I don't understand. They're building it for Christians that are going to leave Jerusalem, in my opinion. It'll soon home millions of people who will live in harmony with the environment, relying on desalination plants and a fully renewable electric grid. They'll benefit from cutting-edge infrastructure and a regulatory system designed expressly to foster new ideas as long as those people don't do wrong. Something he didn't want done. Final article. By the way... I normally don't have anything to do with this website. I get sent a lot of things from this website, but the name of it offends me. I don't let those kind of words come out of my mouth. I don't do it. 
And so for them to make their website, if you're watching, A-S-H-T-F, if you're watching, change the name of your website. If you want me to read it, change the name of your website. It's offensive. It's offensive to us that are trying to be Christians, trying to walk a clean life. It's offensive. Change it. Nevertheless, this one time I will post one of their articles, and this will be the first, last, and only time. That is, till they change the name of their website. Headline, another massive fire at a farm supply store that sells animal feed and fertilizer. I'm telling you, there is an attempt to kill people because that's what Moloch does. He kills people. I can't prove what I'm about to say, but I believe probably back before the days of the Pharaoh, way back there, the devil went to some powerful people and said, you want to be rich. You want to be powerful. You want to rule the world. I will give you all of that, but we got to work out a deal. I'll give you what you want if you give me what I want. And probably they said, okay, deal. Yeah, deal. I'll tell you, you got to give me wealth and fame and fortune. Let me rule the world. Yeah, deal. Well, but they didn't understand this was the other side of the deal. Okay, in return, you have to worship me. And the worship me means you have to kill people, eat people, drink their blood in sacrifices to me. And that's Moloch. That's Moloch and Baal. That's what they do. So the more people they can kill, the better. So if they can kill a bunch of people by killing off these animals, by taking away their food supply, by burning wheat fields, they'll do it. If they can shut off their electricity, their gas, if they can burn their homes, and that's what they're doing. We've ruled this planet for thousands of years. We'll destroy it rather than give it up. So that's what's really going on here. And if you're thinking about getting gold or silver, we're going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com telling your Prophecy Club. <clears throat> hey, love Prophecy Club people because they're informed. The Prophecy Club app is probably the simplest, easiest way to follow Prophecy Club that there is. If you want to get it, I'll explain how it works. Go to prophecyclub.com, and then if you're Apple, you click right here. If you're um, Android, you click right here, and this is what you'll see. If you're Android, it will look like this, and you download. You, you want to look for this symbol here. Download that and click Install. If you're Apple, you click, and it'll look like this. Then after you download the app, it will look like this. So here's the way you do it. It'll Remember, you're going to download something that looks like this. So if you want to look at, say, one month, you click here. A past month or a past month, it downloads all of the at the apps or all of the programs. You click on one, it starts playing. You can either watch it or listen to it, your choice, either one. And if you get a phone call or something interrupts you, it pauses, and then after the phone call, it'll start again. Now, I'm talking about this, too. So, again, I'm not going down a lot of detail today. But if you go to this place here, and you search Watch the Water, this guy's going to tell you in about 45 minutes, very interesting interview, that he knows for a fact that they have already begun to put poison in the water. Now, if you want to get it, let me tell you what happened. Okay, so it says currently all Berkeys are in stock. Yeah, they were mm, three days ago. So when I put this out, 
we have four different models. Two of the four models sold out overnight. So I just talked to our office. Here's what we have in stock now. All of these, gone. Okay. Now, you see, three or four days ago, I could say they're all in stock. And we had a good supply. Right now, this is our actual inventory as of a few minutes ago. We have 16 big Berkeys, 23 Royal Berkeys in stock. And I, I asked Joe, she'd been with us uh, since Prophecy Club started. I said, so based upon what's happening, how long do you think that those will last? She says, about two weeks. We'll be gone. We'll, we'll be out in two weeks. I said, have you ordered more? And she said, no, we looked and we don't have enough money to order anymore. <laughs> but but Monday, we, we think we'll have more money in and we're going to order some more. So if, if you want to help your brothers and sisters and if you could help Prophecy Club, now would be a good time. If you can help, if you could help us with a donation, that'd be a really good time because we need it. Anyway, 16 bigs, 23 royals in stock. She says they'll last about two weeks, but Monday we're going to place another order, another large order. But I don't know what's going to happen. They're going really fast. I'm also told to tell you that there are no fluoride filters going to be had for about four months. They're just, you're not going to be able to get them. Which is why I'd recommend you go to josephskitchen.com. And the little bit of difference here. One is you want to get a machine package. I've talked about that before. That's what grinds your wheat berries into flour, put it into a flour bread machine, push a button two hours, 20 minutes later, along with six other ingredients, and you have a loaf of bread, wonderful loaf, hot loaf of bread. Then you decide how much food you want to have. You want to have food for two people a year, four people one year, six people one year. But here's the new part. We just started offering this. We've had a lot of people say, yeah, well, what happens when the electricity goes off? So I searched all kinds of different remedies. What do you do when your electricity goes off? I mean, I spent many days researching it. And it seemed like I had somebody email me, hey, you know, this right here is real. Yeah, but they're out of them. Okay. The, the people got to have them. Okay. So you can say, well, there's a really good one over here, but they're out of stock. They're out of stock. Okay, we're not going to help us. So here's what I found. I really like this little unit. I've got it setting right here. I could reach over and yeah, I will. Here, here in a week or so, we're going to get an, another new unit, and I'm going to show you how it all works. But I've got this. I've tested it. I mean, I've actually had this laying on my lawn. I've hooked my electricity, my my uh, my computer. This computer has been hooked up to it. Uh, my bread machine. Here's what I found. Now, so I'm going to start with the bad news because. I figure if if I'll tell you the bad news, then you know the rest of it is all good good news. And the bad news is this. Since this little generator is powered by the sun, if you have a totally cloudy day and the sun is not out at all, then it is not going to power your refrigerator, and you will get a warm refrigerator. It is not strong enough to do that. Now, here in a few weeks, we plan to offer another one that is going to be strong enough to power it even in such a situation. However... It's going to cost over twice the price of this little rascal. Right now, this is probably the best deal going out there. I'm talking about somebody that has them in stock so that they can get them out to you. Now, what we're doing, to let you know, we're going to do this for about another week. We're going to see how many orders come in. And then based upon how many orders come in, then we're going to place our first large order. And I'm guessing that that first large order will be uh, 40 or 50 of them. But we will see. We'll see how many you order. You order a lot of these, and we'll we'll get them. And we can get them in uh, three to five days. So 
At least that's that's what we're told. Now, let me explain it. So this is the unit. Now, think of this as just a battery, okay? But it's not just any battery. There's three kinds of batteries. Lead acid, like you put in your car, that's garbage for what we're talking about. Lithium, like is in your cell phone, that's still garbage because a lithium only has about 500 cycles. That means when you charge it up and you run it down, charge it. And don't charge, don't run it below 20% or you'll kill the, the lithium. So lithium is not good for this. This is what they call an iron phosphate battery. And this particular one has about 2,500 cycles. 2,500 cycles. And it can go to zero, though we don't recommend you take it to zero. No battery likes to go to zero. Uh, you can charge it all the way, or you can discharge it all the way down to 20%, and then between 20 to 80%, it charges back up pretty quickly. From 80 up to 100, it, it takes a long time to charge. So we don't recommend you, unless you have just plenty of time and plenty of energy to do that. So anyway, it has four 220-watt solar panels, and it has 1,800 continuous watts. The reason that's important is because that little mill that grinds the wheat berries and flour takes about 1,450. So we didn't want to get it too close. We want to have, not. we don't want to get it right too close to the ceiling. So it needs to have 1,800 watts. This does. It also has a 1,488-hour 1400 watt-hour storage. What does that mean? Well, my electric, my, my uh, refrigerator out here uses about 3,000 watts to run for 24 hours. So that's the reason I'm telling you this is not powerful enough by itself to power a refrigerator for 24 hours. It would need to be at least 3,000 watt hours. However, to jump up to that, based upon my calculations and what I've seen here, it's, it's not worth the price. I'll show you a better way to do it. So here's what they try to sell you. They try to sell you a big storage, but they only give you two little 100-watt solar panels. That's not enough. Then some of them will even, of course, that's only 600 hours or 600 watts. But what we do is instead we offer, our program is we put together four 220-watt solar panels, four of them, because you don't get any power out of the battery unless you put it in with the solar panels. So it's better to have more power in the solar panels and less power in the battery. So what we're trying to do is get you a, ba a budget. We're trying to get you something so that it will at least make bread even on a cloudy day. And then most of the rest of the time it'll do really, really powerful. And that's what this is. So with this particular setup, like we're offering, you're going to have four 220-watt solar panels. That's pretty powerful. So that means it's going to charge your battery during the day, but as it's charging, you can still make bread, run your computer, your cell phones, and a refrigerator. This will run a refrigerator unless you get a cloudy day. Uh, it's, it's powerful enough, and probably your refrigerator can go a couple hours with no electricity. I haven't been able to test that yet. Uh, I did try to see if it would go 24 hours, and it, it no, it won't. But this is a nice little unit. I've, I've had it now for a couple of weeks, and I really like it. So here's the bottom line. On a sunny day, it'll make three loaves of bread, run your fridge, your computer, your phones. On a partly cloudy day, it'll do about half that. But on a cloudy day, all of them, they're, they're all like that. Okay, if you have clouds, you don't have any power. And it's now partly cloudy is partly power. So what we suggest Yes, we're going to have a more powerful unit here 
in a couple of weeks. But understand, it's going to be over twice the price. So if you're looking for something to what I think will do the job, to make bread, and to keep you up and going, to, how do I say this? For the best bang for the buck, this is what I think it is. Now, yes, I'm looking forward to the more, more powerful unit. And it has not actually arrived. We have actually paid money for it and ordered it, and it's on the way. And as soon as I test it, I'll let you know about that. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be over twice the price. So unless you want to spend twice the price, this is probably the unit that you really want to get right here. Four 220-watt solar panels, and you can use this to make bread. Delicious, homemade, healthy, nutritious, homemade bread. And these are loaves that I've actually made and I've actually cooked and eaten and cut and everything. You get them at josephskitchen.com. Right down here is where you go to order this solar generator. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.